0: You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 360, brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Scott. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Funko 5-star Little Mermaid Ariel and Ursula figures, the gentle giant Daredevil animated statue, and the DC Collectibles DC Designer Series Stanley Art Jumlao Supergirl and Jim Lee Nightwing statues. Greetings, Mr. Scotty, dynamic duo for this episode. Indeed. I I feel very dynamic. Um, (laughs) My my dynamism knows no bounds. How about yours?
0: (laughs) Uh, Mine's not too bad, not too bad at all. Uh, I recently moved on to a new project at my uh, place of employment uh, and just getting used to the, uh, you know, the the new team, the new layout, the fridge etiquette, which... uh, (laughs) I've got to tell you, I, I know this is highly toy related, but you know how some people just don't get it? Like, they just don't get it. And I, I, I went to place a few items in uh, the new kitchen, which is near my team's area, and I found that the kitchen has two fridges in it. And I thought, wow, okay, oh. this is a, a hip and happening kitchen. And I opened the fridge, and it was completely packed. And when I say packed, I mean there was nowhere for me to put my little plastic container because there wasn't enough space to stop it from falling out. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll go to the overflow fridge. And it was packed as well. And I thought, wow, how many people are on this floor? This is crazy. And then I realized that it's because there are those people who, instead of bringing their salad sandwich to work every day like normal people, they actually store half a supermarket in the fridge at work. Uh, uh, so they've got the entire loaf of bread, a full head of lettuce, a, a, an orchard of tomato. Uh, you know everything, grief. and then they get it out as necessarily as necessary to, to make their lunch every day. So yeah, yeah, it's really quite bizarre. But yeah, other one other than that, it's uh, it's actually been all pretty good. <laughs> Good. What about you? What's what's your uh, what's your kitchen etiquette at work like?
1: Well, I mainly work from home, so I have uh quietly quite a bit of <laughs> free reign in the fridge department, but um I am quite fortunate in that where I work, you know, be, being in the the startup world where you're you gotta have the tennis table tennis tables and you know, groovy coffee machines and things to mm, mm. you know keep you all happy. Apparently, um, <laughs> so we are we have a, a, like a Woolies order that you can add to you know for ah yes it's, yeah yeah so um, and that gets delivered. So you know, there's yogurts and beverages and sandwich toasted sandwich making things ah yes that sort of thing. But you know, where where my office is is like in Melbourne. You walk out of our office building and trip over a thousand trendy cafes. Um, <laughs> and so, like, and just fall from one to another. So it is our, like, our, as opposed to our Sydney office, where the kind of groovy coffee machines get quite a workout, ours in Melbourne doesn't get nah, as much love. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's just like, it's partly proximity, but it's partly also just Melbourne coffee snobbery. Um <laughs> and uh yeah so it's quite interesting actually cause, because there are so many cafes around the office it's it is it can be a bit political about like oh okay I kind of need to catch up with that person but oh they they'll want to go here and I don't like that place <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> yes yeah yes so, yes, yeah. yes I, I I am aware of such things I, I'm not a coffee snob I, I know what I like and I know what I don't like but. Not enough to uh, you know really sort of rank them all from you know one to fourteen etc. I just kind of you know I hit on one that's decent and then I just <laughs> keep going back. So <laughs>
1: when when um like we got our first you know like espresso machine that it came this a long time ago it came with a like instructional DVD that explains how long ago it was and <laughs> it, it and I actually did learn some stuff about how you uh produce coffee that then helps you know when it hasn't been done well and so mm. there's things that like I, it's kind of like you know eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you know where it's <laughs> like, now, now now I know like oh that's not just coffee taste that's burnt coffee you know <laughs> so, so, yes so, but it's it's kind of thing where like that's that stuff doesn't fly mm. in melbourne like it, like it's it's really funny, um, but it's just things where you just you, you know. So when I, not that you can't get a bad coffee, but like if you, you know, they if you said, oh, this is a bit burnt, whatever, they'd be mortified. Like, because um, <laughs> that's right. So yeah, and Sydney's yeah. not Sydney's not terrible, but I I'd, I'd have to say I'm just spoiled because even like oh, you know where I, yeah. where I live, which is out of the city and that sort of thing. Like you know, every there's nowhere around us that does. You Know that is like a proper coffee place that doesn't do good coffee because you mm. just have to, mm. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so that's the mm. politics. And I've got with um, it's just myself and my youngest uh, here at the moment because my eldest and Mrs. Scotty are overseas, um, yes, yeah, so we're uh, having a grand old time, and um, and so are they there with my dad at the moment? It's super cute, um, facetiming. And kind of seeing the house basically in situ from what it looked like yeah. when I was, you know, a wee <laughs> boy. Um, it's kind of turned into a museum, but then you're like. <laughs> and
0: were you tempted to? Uh, were you tempted to? You know, provide a a wall, uh, Walgreens shopping list, or anything like that?
1: Uh, look, I haven't because they've got enough on, and it's, I just yeah. know it's it's kind of like the, um. It, you know, my and I, my dad is like one of those people who really wants to do things well, and mm-hmm. so can could, would find find things like that stressful, right? Like so, so <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of you know, and it ends up becoming a trauma rather than a like oh I just passed whatever because he worried he's not going to get the right thing and stressed and goes everywhere yeah. and so and then yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not worth it so. I'm not adding that into the mix. I mean, it is astonishing. <laughs> like from from not having been there for a while, and then the last time I was there a couple of years ago, you, every, every time every time you turn around, there's a Walgreens or a Starbucks. Yes, it's yes. Like, you know, um, and you even go into Target, and there's a Starbucks in Target. And <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh my god, that's right. And you look in there, like, is there a Walgreens in there as well? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are quite yeah. prevalent. Yeah. But what, what's that Walgreens yeah. at the moment? It's just the Emma
0: Frost. Yes, I think Emma uh, and so uh, Danny Moonstar. Is she, was, she, uh,
1: mm.
0: was she a Walgreens? Yes, yeah. Mars? Oh, I get them all confused. No. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah. Uh, I, I know we've got a uh, – Marvel Legends of Belooza episode oh coming up but I just I don't think I had the energy to to get organized for, for it for this episode <laughs> because uh we're literally you know Drowning. being yeah yeah it really I, and I I did confess today when we were chatting that uh I've actually got a couple of waves sitting here unopened um because I just oh. haven't had the yeah
1: oh, yeah me I too I have, I've ch- got a whole bunch of stuff unopened True, because I normally yeah. don't open them until we review them. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I'm not, so do, I'm, I normally do so I can get rid of the packaging and save on a bit of space yeah. uh, and that sort of yeah. thing. But um, I just really haven't had the, the chance to do that, so I kind of popped them in the garage until I get around to it. So. so, yes, valued listeners, you can look forward
1: to that in the next week or two when we try and
0: get caught up to date. Uh, yes. So that'll be yes. about a nine-hour episode.
1: <laughs> I think we'll have to break it up. We'll have, yeah. themed, we'll have to do some themed we'll some themed you know, like an eightieth anniversary show where like we just talk about as many of them as we can and then move on because <laughs> <you know. laughs> I, I I said this last week, I'm pretty sure that I I'm I'm convinced that there's some plot to bankrupt middle aged geeks mm. um, because of the amount of stuff that's coming out at the moment. We're so spoiled, yep. but also there are so many, and I'm—I have to say—I'm so grateful that we, at the moment, have some really good options to get most of this stuff in Australia. Yes, because I, I, there's no way I would be buying all of them if I had to pay overseas shipping for all of them.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, it's—it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I—I I struggle just tracking them down, and of course, uh, you know, if you've got something like a Walmart exclusive, it's not like we can log on to the Walmart.com and order it and send it internationally so you've yeah. then got to find a vendor who's uh, has access to those kind of exclusives yeah. and is going to ship to Australia and then you have to hope it's a decent price. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. but
1: So the Hasbro stuff even I'm starting to see comic shops carrying them certainly not all but mm. you know there around here there are a couple of different comic shops that do actually have Legends and Star Wars Black and stuff as well and that's very unusual um, from yeah, even say a year ago, where I think that it was quite hard to, um, probably not cost effective to import them. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're very fortunate. Um, so in terms of acquisitions, before we jump into our reviews, what noteworthy acquisitions have you made that we you should declare?
0: Well, I can't remember whether I mentioned on last week's show that my Sideshow Premium Format Green Arrow arrived. Yes,
1: yes, rub it in. So
0: uh, I uh, I got my last three pieces from Sideshow in rapid succession. I think X23 and Green Arrow were about two or three days apart. So, this time I actually got a shipping notice for Green Arrow. So, uh, I I think I mentioned with the X23 review that there was uh, much confusion when one arrived and then I got another notification to say, you know, you've got a a parcel arriving or something like that. And I was like, hang on, I've already got that parcel. And, of course, it turned out to be Green Arrow, which I didn't get a shipping notification on, should I say. So, that one, uh, that came about two days after he arrived. So, he's here. Easier. And now it will be await you to get yours, and we can have a chat yes. about that one.
1: Yes. What about you? Anything new and exciting? Uh, I got the uh, DC Essentials Red Hood last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a fine figure that um, Ernie and I am sure will will talk about. And otherwise, I have uh, the uh, one of the statues I'm talking about tonight. Um, I made a, a trip into the. Uh, big smoke. Um, uh, <laughs> a, a couple sometime last week because I had an appointment, like literally right around the corner from All Star Comics, which I don't get to very often just because of where it is and where I live and work. And uh, so I mm. dropped in there and had a good yarn with uh Troy, one of the founders, and um, talked about the good old days and how these young whippersnappers you know just don't appreciate. It. How <laughs> oh, could they have That's it? And right. blah. blah. Yeah. Um and then I actually I, I somehow missed two of the DC designer statues, being the Jim Lee Superman and the Ivan Rice Green Lantern. Um they just like never came to my local comic shop and I hadn't pre ordered them and by the time I thought I should really have these, they mm. like but I'm um, I'm really fortunate because I came across the Superman on a work trip in Perth and the guy posted it to me, I mean, I had to pay for it, but like he posted, <laughs> that would be really amazing. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's been sitting here for ages." And I was like, "Oh well, look, it's probably not worth very much, but I'm happy to take it." Um, and then when I was at All Star, I found the Ivan Rice Green Lantern one. So, I'm reviewing the two more recent DC designer statues tonight, but I have acquired those two. Cool. And cool, cool. then otherwise, the mountain of things that are sitting here waiting to be open and oh the other thing i've acquired is some replacement cabinetry for Ah, after the um great flood and removal and i'm I'm trying something a bit different it's like i actually went to ikea to buy some Detolfs because i have Detolfs in other places and they work quite well um and but then I found it, they have a new and well, I can't remember the name of it, um cabinet <laughs> De Fluschen. De and it is basically like the the height of oh Millsbow. M-I-L-S-B-O. Um, mm. uh just you know, call it whatever, just not late for dinner. And, <laughs> um it's basically like the the height and width of two details together. Um but and so it's glass, but it has adjustable shells because right. that is the yep, yep. that's the big killer for yes. the Detolf for me, just height wise, is that yes. the shells aren't adjustable. So I have some Detolfs where I have my premium formats in them and I've just taken out two of the shells, but there's still yeah. a fair bit of air in there, right? Like yep. and so I looked at them again and I was like, I don't want more of these because I'm still gonna have the same problem. And then I looked next door and I was like, Ooh. Um and through the magic of um, the internet, I was able to FaceTime with my beloved in the uh, US and get permission, well, appro- approval, approval. Because I, 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 you know, had said I'm going to get um Dettos, and she was like, "Yes, that's fine." And then I showed her these, and she went, "Oh, I like those better." Mm, um, cool. And so, and I was like, "Yay!" I mean, they're 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 more expensive, but they are. Yeah, so we'll see how we go. I like the adjustable. I haven't set them up yet, but they mm. – um, and, and, you know, there's there's still, like, four shells adjustable – well, three three adjustable shells in the bottom, yep. but then also the top, obviously. So, yeah, so yeah. I've, I've got a couple of those to try out, and we'll see how we go with them um, as we start to put the house back together after the Great Flood. Mm. Very nice. Well, we'll look forward to hearing updates on that as we go. Yeah, mm. yes. Mm. Uh And I think that we probably have bored people to tears enough with the minutiae of our lives, and we should um, talk about toys.
0: Hooray! All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about our first toy of the week.
1: Let's do it. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X-Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X-Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues.
0: Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about favorite or bizarre items from our collection. And speaking of bizarre octopi women,
1: I resemble that remark. what <laughs> said, that's that's a hell of a segue yeah <laughs> speaking of bizarro here's scott <laughs> now, you, now you understand why we do audio um, <laughs> oh, but, all right oh I, you know sorry before we start um i've i've had this thought a number of times and i wanted to ask you because you know how we like to um poke fun at you for uh being quite attached to detail and order.
0: Um that's crazy talk.
1: That's crazy talk. So you know how when you go to a vending machine and you like say oh, okay I want that bottle of sparkling water and you put in like you know number 24 and then the little hand goes up and it grabs one from number 27. Does that <laughs> does that give you Like, cause pain for you?
0: Uh, I can't say as that's happened to me. What frustrates- What? That's never
1: happened to you? That happens all the
0: time. It's never happened to me. What frustrates me, though, is when I do go to the vending machine and all the peach-flavoured iced tea is gone, and as you can see, the empty row where it was, and you know it was there- Oh, sorry, sorry, maybe
1: I didn't clarify. Uh, Sorry, not like you get the wrong- but. Look, like, okay, there's a whole row of the same theme. And so you put in you know twenty-four <laughs> and then it goes and it gets you the drink that you 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 wanted, but it gets the one from twenty seven, not from twenty four. Surely that upsets uh, you. can mm,
0: can't say as I've noticed. Are no, you,
1: i an like, actual human being? What are you look, th- what is this? I think I could cope with that. I think <laughs> I, I know think- look, I, I because this, this happens all the time. So my theory is that this is so traumatising for you that you have actually blocked out this ever happening. It happens all the time.
0: The thing is, once I think I've had my first sip of Pepsi Max, it'll be like, oh, how can I stay mad at you? So, you know. It
1: happened to me today uh, and I thought, I really must ask Ben tonight, so I I did digress. (laughs)
0: um, Pepsi Max is just so giving that, uh, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, that's my –
1: Speaking of our my work, work Woolies order, that's my one thing <laughs> that I have on there is Pepsi Max so that whenever I get there, the fridge is always yeah. stocked. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to Strange Octopus Women. Uh, <clears throat> oh, hello, darling. No, no. Okay. The, um, what I'm reviewing tonight for my little mini review at the start is the Funko five-star... Little Mermaid uh, series, Ursula and Ariel. There's actually three in this series. There's a Ariel in her mermaid form, and then Ariel in her human form. And I didn't buy that one, even though it had Sebastian in it, which would have been cool. But, you know, these are like 20 bucks, so come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, people will know that I am a mad Ursula fan. And I think I pretty much have everything Ursula that's ever been made in the toy um, world that I, can, that I can afford uh, mm-hmm. the including the giant pop vinyl which I'm, I wouldn't dedicate a whole review to because it's just a big pop vinyl but it's very cool John actually sent me a photo of one the other day and he was like ooh did you know this was out and I just replied with the photo of the one sitting on my desk <laughs> nice work <Yeah. laughs> and, and then I was like and there may be another one in the boot of my car to go to storage um, but anyway <clears throat> <laughs> the that was just a, a double pre-ordering mishap, not uh, actual <laughs> like <yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> an obsessive uh, need one to open, one to keep.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. But then I was like, oh, I will because I I had asked Sacred Headquarters to get one in for me, and then I got it from somewhere else first, and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll um, and I was like, no, 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 I'll um take it because I can open one and keep one anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, but I do I, I do love Ursula and. So I saw these five-star figures um, in the, the stuff that's come out in the anniversary – is it the 30th anniversary? Is it 30 years old? I'm pretty sure uh, it is. Eighty nine yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, goodness me. And if you're not familiar with the Funko five-star line, these are generally uh, figures with – Five points of articulation, although I'll, I'll talk about these in a moment, because, um, you know, what do you do with weird octopus women? And <laughs> uh, I actually, one of these was one of my... Uh, toys of the year last year, in in the or maybe an honorable mention, which was the Jafar from the Aladdin series. Um, which you know these are these are cool, and I think that you know it's important because you know I buy high end stuff and often talk about that, but I think it's good to kind of have a balance of different things to talk about, and these are really they're, they're quite fun. Now. Because we're dealing with a mermaid and an octopus woman, um, we actually don't get five points of articulation here. We mm-hmm. get three, which is head and um, arms. But then I think partly to make up for that, these come with accessories, which is not normal for this series. And so Ariel comes with a very cute little flounder Mm-mm. and also her little... Um, hand, I think it's not sure, <laughs> and yeah, now that I'm looking
0: at it, it's like, what was that like a, a bib for when she's having lobster? Like, what's
1: or is it? Mm, uh, look, someone please write it and tell us. <laughs> um, the, this is just totally embarrassing. And then Ursula comes with two her two little serpent. Um, do they have names? I've researched really well for this, as you can tell.
0: Um, flotsam and jetsam.
1: A uh, flotsam and jetsam, yes. The and eels. Are, yeah, her eels are really kind of they're they're quite cute. Um, the the ariel in the human dress comes with Sebastian and a fork, which is um, if you know the movie, quite important. Which obviously means that the handbag thing that we can't recognize is important as well, and we're just not um, on our game. There you go. The <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing that um it's interesting because ursula it like was solicited with a little um necklace as well uh that was i think a separate piece but that obviously um oh pff, that obviously is sitting around her neck the wrong way and i just haven't recognized her. hello um it so I'll talk about the packaging, because this is actually related to this. These come in a window box with a um, like a cover, so you can open up the cover and um, and see in, inside, but also that it has a little hole in the top cover. So it's quite a nice packaging. You pull it out, and there's a tray in there. And uh, then these are held in by um, some fairly uh, aggressive Twist tie like things, but you know the ones where they're 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 kind of holding it in like by the neck, but then at the back there's little pegs, not something that you can kind of snip. Um, yeah, yeah. Then oh, it's just frightful. Like so, yeah. try and actually get it apart without wrecking the figure. And this the little necklace thing, which I was thinking must have not got included, uh, actually it was around her neck, but has been twisted around. In the struggle to get Ursula out of her plastic prison, <laughs> um, and I gotta say it's quite small, so it is actually not super visible um, even when you do get it um, going. So that is interesting. Um, the, the these are really cute um, sculpts. They are kind of Funkoized, so it's not they're not like pops. The the five star pieces have pupils for a start, or or. Um, mm-hmm you know, like irises or, you know, the white bits of their eyes. Um, that That's not it at all. What is that? That's the, the pupils are the well, Funkos just have pupils. Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The this is why we shouldn't have let our interns drive to death because now it's so bad.
0: The non-pupil and the non-coloured bit.
1: The non-pupil, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so the inclusion of the non-pupil um, is... <laughs> <laughs> uh. And the, oh my goodness. Now so now so far we have um little mermaid experts mounted us for the handbag thing and the not being It, it able to
0: is it is her person. it is a handbag or oh, handbag it's a bag cuz remember early on in the film when she's swimming around she finds the fork and she kind of like she collects oh, yes. all the little yes. novelties and things and she yes. she pops okay. it away. Yeah. It's a bag. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then we have ophthalmologists mounted us as well for not being able to identify all the parts <laughs> of the eyes. So, I'm sorry. You can just send it straight to me at scott at actionfigureblues.com and I'll send you a groveling apology. Um, the What I would say in the, the I guess, sculpt space is that I know that it's kind of ridiculous to say Ursula is ugly, but it's it's like, you know, I think there's a, there's a really fine line in terms of how you depict um, Ursula – uh, and, you know, granted, like, you know, she's was based on a drag queen and um, uh, she is not pretty uh, in any form, but I don't know. There's something that I don't quite, uh, I, you know, what I think the problem is, is that her chin and is kind of too thin. Like, you know, when you like, look at Ursula in the, in, in like, the animated style, etc. You know, she she's like pleasantly plump, and um, she she's got quite a kind of chin chinage happening, and so her face, the shape of her face, is uh, is quite different from this sculpt which looks more like somebody dressed up as Ursula. So I realize that you know there, there's a um, limit to what you can do in this sort of scale, etc. But, mm. but it doesn't, it, it you know, while it's cute, it doesn't actually. I think nail the the can you call it a likeness when it's a uh, animated
0: Yeah. I think for me what it is is the because she's large, the and um, I'm probably gonna, you know, get in trouble for fat shaming or something like that. But I think the fat of her neck actually runs into her torso. And yep. so it's kind of like this continuous thing, whereas here there's a very obvious gap um, yes. where the neck is, but before you know, yeah. the articulation so
1: yeah well and and then the other piece as well, going back to the parts of the eye, is that Ursula had has like in the animated um, version just ha- has quite small pupils and no iris, so there's quite a bit of white, and then just the the pupils. And so I think that mm. – and, and here mm. we've got the kind of full eye effect, so it just doesn't quite nail it. Now, I know it's – it's you know, st- the five-star thing is stylized, and that's, you know, what it looks like. But I it took, I had to kind of do some little comparisons to work out, okay, why do I feel like this actually doesn't quite work? And I think it's that. It's the shape of the face. and Because they've got the eyeshadow, perfectly the eyebrows, and the two different kind of, you know, shades of, of eyeshadow. They've got her little beauty mark and the – um the red lips you know work well um the the hair is great uh but yeah the eyes i think are probably what kills it more than the shape of the face actually and if i had any artistic Mm -hmm. skill and or motivation in my body i would repaint it but i don't and i won't um The, but look, still super cute, and for the articulation that is there, um, really good. The necklace is a little bit of a fail because it does get so swallowed up in the, uh, like it's not very long, and it gets so swallowed up in the, um, the, the chin area that you end up having to try and use something to get it in place, and you can only just see it, so, um, the F- Flotsam and Jetsam are not articulated. They're just pieces, but they all stand quite well. Um, Ariel is super cute. Again, she's got that same kind of stylized facial expression, but it works, and, and facial, sorry, arch, but it works better for her. Again, only three points of articulation, but then she's got Flander and her cinematically correct bag. Um, and uh, these are just super fun. I think the packaging is really awesome. Um, I I love the idea of the, the five-star Line because it's just something um, different. Obviously, commercially very clever, and Funko, you know, has done just such an amazing job of looking at basically different ways to expand and milk franchises. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) you know, because there's people like me that will, you know, I I wouldn't normally be attracted to the five star pieces, but it's Mm. Ursula, and I'll, I'll buy it. You know, and even on the same day, there was another, the, the other, I can't even know what they're called, there's another different, like, this scale vinyl. These are four inches, by the way. I don't think I said that properly. Um, some little mermaid pieces that came out, and I got the Ursula out of that as well because, you know, I collect Ursula, so it's pretty <laughs> clever. So, look, I'm going to have to say um, that uh, I'm probably going to go, like, a, a, a six out of ten um, for these just for what they are, right? Like the, but the, you know, Ursula, the, I don't think that the face, the head sculpt quite nails it. I think that, the, mm. you know, the um, little, the, the tiniest the necklace is a fail as well, because it should be much more prominent um, and and visible. And, uh, you know, someone's probably going to write in as well as saying, you should know the parts of the eye um, to say, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're just doing it wrong and it works fine. But it shouldn't be that hard. And I really I can't see how it could be any better than what it is. So um but you know, they're cute. The flounder is super cute. My flounder unfortunately has got a little paint issue, he's got a blue mark on his little yellow nose. Um a roomph. Yeah, a roomph. But um they're cute and uh I I'm not gonna spend another twenty bucks to get the Sebastian, even though Sebastian's cute because Ariel and a dress like whatever. But that that's um that is the Little Mermaid Funko five-star review. Hmm, excellent. I can't say
0: I've actually really noticed that particular line, so it actually gets me interested in seeing what else they've actually done.
1: They've done quite a bit, mm. that, that including, I mean, they've done, there's Harry Potter ones and um, there was a, a DC one that was kind of Batman family thing. Um, the they've They've also done a... Like horror themed ones, so I know that there's a line that has got like Pennywise and Freddy and Jason and ah oh, uh, yeah yeah you know, yep. in it as yep. well. And the packaging is quite nice, I've got to say. Like in terms of if you you know little desk trinkets and things to you know, kind of have on your desk because it's got the window box, so you can you can see um, the piece. So uh, you know it, it's it's really nice quality packaging and hmm. Um, hmm. so. Very go. good. Fair yeah.
0: good, yeah, excellent. Something a bit different. I like yeah. it. I like it. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Scotty. We are going to take one of our patented breaks, and we're going to come back with some more toy goodness. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully poseable. All you need is a piece of string, and here comes Spider-Man. Avalanche!
1: This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk.
0: Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego.
1: Well, we started off the show with some small-scale vinyl toys based on animated characters, and we're now moving to small-scale statues based on animated versions of non-animated characters. And if that makes any sense to you... Um, please let me know what I just said. And while we're working that out, Ben will make more sense than me, as usual.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you kindly, sir.
1: Uh, I think this is about the fourth one of these
0: that I've reviewed. I think my very first one was way, way back in the day when I did Captain America. And uh, this is a continuation of the, the same line. So it's been going pretty strong for a bit now. So this is the Gentle Giant Daredevil animated statue. And while it doesn't mention it, Anywhere at all on the box, these little pieces are actually based on the art of Scotty Young. So, very stylized. If you like his uh, cartoons, then you'll be uh, loving this line. Now, I did actually pick up a bunch of these from Big Bad Doy store when they went on sale. Uh, And so, Daredevil's kind of been sitting there unloved. And I actually forgot about him uh, until I was moving uh, some things around and thought, oh, what's that box down there? And it was Daredevil. So, I thought... Yeah, I thought I would uh, step in and and do this. But, um, look, I don't want to keep repeating myself on uh, a lot of the aspects of these pieces. So I'll probably – this will be the last one that I think I'll actually do. And, yeah, it's an interesting one. So uh, this is obviously Daredevil. Scotty Young, he draws everyone like they're uh, little kids basically, uh, and the blurb on the box actually says, the kid without fear, well, maybe a little bit of fear, joins the Gentle Giant limited Marvel animated statue series. The blind acrobat crime fighter is clearly still learning the ropes in this statue, inspired by the month-long blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So this, uh, as I said, was Gentle Giant. This was a 2018 uh, release that um, I've had for about three or four months now. Now, it is a statue, so it's made of kind of that fragile porcelain type stuff. So don't, um, you know, don't uh, treat it, um, you know, rough because you're going to break it. Um, and I th- many of these have got really fine parts as well. So you've actually got to be careful there too when you're, when you're handling them. Um, so he's about five inches tall, uh, which is pretty consistent, obviously, with the rest of the line. So about the same as Captain America. Um, he's standing mostly upright, so... Yeah, pretty on par there. These will set you back. I think if you're still paying full price for these, you're crazy. Uh, yeah. Sixty five US was the original price, but if you look around, you can find them on sale, like I did. Um, and so, in terms of the actual packaging, Gentle Giant, I actually have to give them a bit of credit. Um, they've established a pretty good brand now uh, with the, I guess the, you know, the the look. And the artwork that they have uh, for their boxes, the, the box art is uh, mostly red and white. And that's actually consistent across a lot of their pieces and not just this line. It's actually um, something they do with most of their stuff now. Um, so it's actually really kind of clever because you, you get kind of so used to it that it does actually stand out on um, the shelf when you're in your local comic shop. These are limited editions, but I wouldn't get too carried away. This one is supposedly limited to 2,000 pieces. Of which this is 676 Which I guess is not a bad Number in the scheme of things Um, As usual there is No credits whatsoever anywhere On the box as to who the sculptor was Um, It doesn't actually mention That it's based on Scotty Young's artwork It actually just mentions um, That it's based on the Cover art uh, that was used So this is actually a cover It's uh, Daredevil number one variant cover From 2014 I think So Now, I have to confess, when I ordered this guy, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the piece. I just kind of went, hey, wow, they're really cheap. I should get those before they sell out. And so, I picked up three, four, five of them all at uh, at one time. So, I hadn't really given Daredevil much love. Um, And I have to say, when I first kind of saw the art on the box and got him out and had a bit of a look, I kind of did a, what the... Um, So, to give you an idea, uh, if you're not Googling this, basically it's Dead Devil standing on tiptoes of one leg, and then he's got his arms out, straight out by his sides, as if he's like, you know, pretending to be a plane. And then his left leg is actually raised up, as if he's balancing on his tiptoes. But he's got a very kind of surprised look on his face. And I thought huh I don't quite get that. And the little blurb on the back about um, him learning the ropes, I thought that's really quite weird um, because, I don't know, I thought for a second, you know, are they making fun of the fact that he's blind and, he, you know, he's staggering around, bumping into things or something, and um, it was quite awkward. Um, so then I did actually go to Google, and that's when I found the cover art to um, uh. the the – was referenced for this piece. And when you see it in the full context, he's actually balancing on um, a rope or a telephone line or or something like that, and you can see the city below. So, he's clearly out being daredevil, and he's walking along, you know, this this rope slash cable slash something, uh, and he's, you know, getting his balance, basically, and that's what they were referring to. However, without being able to represent that in statue form, they've just got that right foot connected to the base. So it's one of those black disc bases that are, are fairly generic, which I don't mind. I, I don't need an overtly um, detailed base. But when he's just standing on the base, the context is lost and it's it's quite a shame. Like I was really sitting and thinking, you know, couldn't they have done something to try and achieve that kind of, you know... um that sort of tightrope walking sort of thing. And, like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. But so it's, it's a little bit lost. It kind of looks like he's just staggering around um, here. And one of the reasons I probably won't get around to reviewing the Thor uh, piece in the Gentle Giant animated line is for the same reason. If you look at the original cover uh, that it references, um, it's just Thor flying, and when you actually get the piece out and, and sort of put it on, the, on your desk, um, they've actually got one leg standing on the base and the other his other sort of leg and foot are down behind the base, almost as if he's stepping up onto the base like it's some sort of pedestal. And I thought, wow, that's really bizarre. Like they've taken him flying and they've used the exact same pose and they've got him kind of stepping up onto the base. And so, again, the context is quite awkward. Um, to to sort of see, and I thought,
1: nah,
0: you know, I, I don't know what they're doing here. Like they couldn't have done something with a clear acrylic rod, or, or something to get him elevated off of that base, just to give mm. the you know impression that he was flying. So, so that, I guess that's two from two that I think are a little bit disappointing in terms of the art direction. Mm. Um, so, but having said that. Uh, you know, in hand, he he is a fun little piece. Um, they they really have captured that kind of Scotty Young feel there, and the, uh, that sort of innocence that you'd expect. So this is a standard two-piece uh, styrofoam split um, packaging. But what's actually interesting is Daredevil's actually not that big. He doesn't have the cape. He doesn't have anything in his hands like his billy club or anything like that. So for this particular line, he's actually quite a small piece. And it's like they designed the styrene tray to hold him and then went, oh, that didn't need to be as big as we thought, but he's got to have some shelf presence, so just make it twice as big as it needs to be. So what you end up with is, is this split styrene tray that's um, that's way bigger than it really needs to be. But, you know, I guess on the flip side of that, it, it adds that extra layer of protection, you know, in shipping and things like that. So that's actually pretty good. Um, in terms of um, the sculpt, look, it, it, it's fun. Um, again, I don't know who actually did it. There's Because there's actually not a whole lot to Daredevil in this particular piece, um, he doesn't have any extras, weapons, anything like that. They've made an effort to sculpt it so that you're getting that kind of drapery in his costume so you can see all the creases along his legs and um, in the gloves and things like that. And that's what really adds the, the the little detail that this piece actually has. Other than that, it's fairly bereft of any You know, detail. He's got a belt and a belt buckle, but it's very, very um, simple. Mm. There's not a lot to it. Um, They've sculpted some tread on the bottom of his boot uh, to give the impression that there's some texture, some grip there. Uh, and really, the only other kind of detail is uh, around the mouth. That's not actually painted on. They have actually sculpted the open mouth and, uh, and the separate teeth. And, and then there he's uh, the lenses of his mask are actually sculpted. They're not just kind of painted on. So, uh, look, I think they've done the best they can based on the reference art. There's not a lot to be done there. Um, and so, on to the paint. And I've been critical uh, of this line in the past. And I guess... Given the price point, you, you don't expect miracles, but um, a little bit of care is uh, is nice. I think because of the lack of colours on this, um, they have done a better job. Uh, in the past, I think I was mainly critical about where the different colours meet and that there was a little bit of um, – you know overlapping of colors which and and sort of some poor seams and that sort of thing so this one is actually surprisingly good uh where you really um you know when he gets some nice lines is that flesh color they've used on his mouth around his nose uh, and that sort of thing and mine's actually not too bad at all um they've they've yeah it's hard to describe they've They've made an attempt to create some highlights in the lenses of his mask because the original piece is heavily backlit. It's as if the city's behind him and that's casting all the light. And so the way the image has been colored is there's a lot of bright red at the back, but then there's black and shadows at the front of his costume and in the original image that is actually also represented with these kind of lens flares um and and dark pieces in his um the lenses of his mask and so they've captured that here but of course it's not represented anywhere else in the statue so you kind of go oh what are those big blotchy parts of his mask they look a bit kind of out of context um I forgot to mention that, you know, in terms of capturing that Scotty Young feel, you know, I love the little things about it. Like instead of having the DD on his chest, he does have the DD, but they're both in lowercase to represent that he's, (laughs) you know, young and little. So a little bit of fun there. Uh, so beyond that, there's really not much else happening other than some black wash in that uh, the creases that I mentioned before in that, that drapery. Um, you've got to be really careful applying washes like that because uh, it is a watered-down paint. And if you sort of go in too heavy, it can either run um, or it can sort of slop over the edges. It's... You know, it's not bad for what it is. I wouldn't get too carried away um, in terms of, you know, hey, this is a great paint job. But I think overall this is actually one of the better painted ones and that that is not because of, um, you know, Gertie's skills. I think that's just simply because there's just not enough here to allow for mistakes, um, which is, you know, to Daredevil's benefit. So no articulation with this guy. He's a single piece. Um, I really think you have to be careful with this one because that those toes and where they connect to the base, it's really quite fine. So uh, I wouldn't be putting any pressure on him as you push him back into the box because you risk mm. a, a bit of breakage. So, look, it's a fun piece. I'm, I'm disappointed that the, the art direction has been – in, lost uh, in translation from the source material, uh, because that cover is actually a really fun one. Um, because Scotty's put a lot of effort into the city below, and so it kind of really um, adds to the that that sense that you know Daredevil's you know balancing above the city. So, uh, gosh, it's a nice piece. I've seen some of the upcoming pieces, which I really really like. Like Magneto, there's a lot of detail in that. So, mm. the temptation is obviously there. But I think for now, um, it's not my favourite one in the line, so I'm probably going to give him seven out of ten dollars.
1: Mm, I think that's fair considering the the reservations. Hmm. Yeah, I, I said to you before we started recording that the paint on the uh one on the Gentle Giant website is pretty shocking. Um, <laughs> and you couldn't look up close. So I was like, oh, I wonder how that's going to turn out. It's uh, it's almost
0: as if they took a photo of a factory, yeah. you know, sort of a production really piece yeah. instead of that, you know, um, that sort of high-end prototype where they've had a professional painter yeah. do it.
1: Yeah. So. Well, that's possible, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, cool. I think, you know, th- this is fun and I agree. Uh, these... In general, do seem to hang around for a while, so you're probably pretty safe playing a longer game on them uh, than uh, paying full price. But if this floats your boat, then these are definitely fun. And with that, we will take a short break and come back with our final reviews for this episode. Thunder,
0: thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing. Mutant Warriors, Ratero, Soldierman, Croon the Destroyer, Battle against Lion O and the new Thundercat Allies, Hatchiman, Snowman, Tuska Warrior. The battle is on for the Sword of Omens.
1: Thunder, thunder, thunder,
0: thunder, thunder. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, as we get towards the end of the show, you're probably wondering how we managed to do three different toys of the week between two hosts. Well, Scotty has retained his rightful place
1: doing toy of the week number three, bringing up the rear. So, Scotty, take it away. I mentioned in the acquisitions section the DC Collectibles, DC Designer Statue Series. That's a mouthful. And... I am going to review my two latest acquisitions from that line tonight as a bit of a bookend, and that is the Stanley Archer Mlao Supergirl statue and the Jim Lee Nightwing statue. These are a 1-6 scale line of statues. They are not all stylistically exactly the same, because they are based on mostly covers, but then some other art that are iconic representations of the the DC universe characters um, but they do scale well to each other and I'm quite enjoying having them. I don't know that I actually reviewed the Francis Manipal um, Flash. Um, I've had him for a while I may have reviewed him um, mm. on, on the show um, I know I've done a couple of these but th- these are both um, newish and so I'm going to just kind of give a bit of a rundown of, talk about the pros and cons of the line, I guess, as it were. So starting with Supergirl who came out earlier, uh, this is based on the, uh, a variant cover of Supergirl 19, um, I guess in, in rebirth, I'm assuming. Mm, Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, The, and it is a Stanley Artrim Lau cover. Um, and this is Supergirl in a variation of her white t-shirt, halter top t-shirt and blue skirt white gloves outfit with a, a fairly stylized look as you would expect from germ And it's really interesting going back to the source art when we're looking at these... Uh, pieces because we've talked a number of times on the show about what a challenge it must be for a sculptor to have a starting point like this and have to take a two dimensional piece of art and turn it into a three dimensional sculpture. I, you know, I imagine that it'd be a combination of a blessing and, a, and then because you've got a starting point, but then also on some degree much harder because you're you're really limited in terms of your artistic license that you can take, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and I, I think this is a, a really uh, great example of when this is is done well. The sculpture for this is James Marsano. She is a twelve and a half inch tall uh, statue. Um, she does have a flying base. She's only just ever so slightly off the, the ground or the base, as it were. Um, but it does, I think, effectively make the pose work with her having the little flying pole as opposed to um, being kind of stuck to the, the ground. And she's got mm. her right hand, her arm outstretched and her palm extended and then left hand uh, back, uh, the hair and cape are both flowing in the wind. It is really quite a brilliant Adaptation of the cover, as it were. Um, one thing too that I uh, needed to see the the artwork to appreciate is some of the paint choices on the statue, which I'll talk about in a moment as well. Um, now this is you're either gonna like or not like this because of the the style. The it is a almost anime style face. She's got a really pronounced nose um her eyes are are thinner um it is you know, very uh, got that that sort of anime feel to it um the the sculpt work here i have to say is really exceptional her hair is beautifully um yeah, done yeah. the the movement in her uh, cape as well um is just fantastic. The, the drapery and the skirt, the gloves, etc., um, is, is really, really nicely done. And the, um, uh, the turnaround in terms of looking at the, the piece from different angles, it works really, really well. Um, it's fantastic from the back, um, as well. And, uh, the, I, I couldn't fault the sculpt um, at all. The, uh, it's, it's quite a unique, a piece like we, we we complain often about the the monotony of some of the museum poses of statues that we uh, seem to see over and over. And so obviously there's more engineering required to make something like this work, mm. but the mm. end result then really elevates it and makes it feel like something that is higher concept and you know worth more, et cetera.
0: I see what you did there elevate cuz she's mm-hmm. floating off the ground nice mm-hmm. nice
1: Yeah that was totally planned um the 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 paintwork is really interesting and, and I do think that having a look at the source material Helps to understand it. Um, I wasn't familiar with the cover when I first kind of looked at the statue. And so I had some, some questions. Um, the, you know, the, the apps are fantastic in terms of the, the application of the paint. Um, the really nice combo of matte and then, um, glossy. Uh, her, her boot, her red boots are glossy and they really pop. Everything else is done in a matte style. Um, her, White t-shirt and then also the cape at the back have some really pronounced shading that it is not subtle at all. So the 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 there are a u- use of grey lines on her right shoulder um, and under like her uh, chest um, and then also in some of the folds on the cape that are very pronounced and it looks quite odd when you look at it up close. Like when you glance at it, it looks like just shading and that's what it is in the, in the art. But when you look at the art, the art is actually, the shading is quite pronounced. Um, and uh, on both her t-shirt and on her cape as well. And so what the, they've made a stylistic choice in the paint to try and really faithfully replicate that. Um I, I don't think that it, is 100% successful because the just the lack of any kind of gradient, um, in as, a, as opposed to the really straight lines that they've chosen, it ends up looking like I was like, oh, this must be a different, this a different kind of. Era of Supergirl where she had a grey and white t-shirt. I didn't yeah, immediately yeah. look at it and go, "Oh, that's meant to be shading." Uh, it I must admit, I was like, "You've you've put together your you know usual
0: fantastic sort of group of photos uh, on the Facebook page," and um, initially I had it open so it shows all of the photos. Uh, you know, that kind of collage sort of thing. And to be honest, I didn't actually realize – I actually thought it was just lighting in the way that you'd you done your setup. So, I didn't pick up immediately that that this is actually a deliberate thing. It wasn't until I actually clicked on the image and, and it filled the screen and then I kind of, you know, scrolled to the next couple of photos and one of your close-up ones. I went, oh, okay. That's actually a deliberate um, a deliberate choice. So, so I think, yeah, like you said, from from kind of like a distance or something, it's actually um, reasonably effective. It's only when you're really up close and looking that it stands out.
1: Yeah, I, I think that um, the, the I, I totally get what they were going for, and when you actually look, particularly on the the right shoulder, they they've really religiously copied the. Lines in terms of the shading, but uh, maybe it's more that the gray that they've used on the statue is actually a, a darker tone than the gray in the art. Um, but it does end up being a bit distracting. And then under the um, the 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 chest, there's obviously some drapery there in the folds of the t-shirt as well as. Uh, shading, but it it does look quite messy because of the 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 shade of gray that they've chosen, which is darker than mm. you know what you see there. And again, I mean, well, you know what, it may not be. It may simply be that it doesn't work as well um, because you know they they could use work out and use the actual color if they um, you know, if they so chose, and it may just be that it just doesn't work as well. In 3D as it does in 2D, but it does seem darker um, on on the cape. And again, like the, the cape is more subtle, and it actually took me a little while to realize that oh, this actually you know is not just lighting; there actually is uh, painted shading on the cape. Um, and again, it, it's cool; it's really pronounced, and so it's it's a it's a stylized choice, but I just don't know that it translates perfectly. Um, but obviously, if you if you like the um, the concept, then you're going to like this. Um, I, I like this a lot better than the Art Cover girl series, which left me pretty cold, I have to say. Um, the And I don't know if that was design or a sculpt or whatever, but that really didn't do very much for me. Um, whereas this is really quite fun. And it's a nice throwback a nod to this um costume that is a part of her mm. um you know and and obviously from a her animated representation as well is pretty significant so um it's super fun i am going to go 8 out of 10 um for her just because of the paint choices which i don't think are perfect um but if you like art dream, you like supergirl this is a really fun um piece and i'm glad that i own oh. her cool cool and now on to Mr. Nightwing. Now, uh, Jim Lee and uh, Batman Hush is uh, obviously a really iconic Batman storyline, but also some of the designs from that era ha- have become very iconic. Mm. And the this, if you – an eagle-eyed um, – listener might pick up that this is actually the same sculpt as the Nightwing black and white uh, statue from that line. Mm. Um, Yes. And it's, and this is the second time actually that we have seen this, a sculpt from that line repurposed in the DC designer series line, because we've had the Harley Quinn from the the Bruce Tim black and white statue resized and colored in to be a one six scale DC designer statue as well. And I think it's I think it's a clever use of the digital sculpts. Like, you know, they've got the the files there. Why not use them uh you know i I think it's 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 clever because obviously Mm, no one's mm. making you buy it if you're like i already have this on another scale (laughs) um you know but uh, some people who wouldn't go for the black and white line will go for this and vice versa um i hadn't pre-ordered this because i do have the black and white statue and i was um, you know, kind of like I'm not sure if I need this, and I did get to see it in person, and um, I don't think if I if I hadn't had the other DC Designer Series statues that I would have bought it, but I think it goes along with it really nicely. Um, the sculpture for this is Alejandro Pereira, and the uh, I, I don't think there's been any re. Tooling done for uh, scaling this up from from the looks of it, having you know just a kind of line of sight comparison. Um, obviously, the big differences are it's bigger and it's in color. the The pose is taken straight out of. I'm not sure if this. I, I tried to work out where this came from. It's like a two page spread of Jim Lee um, with all the Hush designs. Um, yep. And I don't know if that was originally a like a wraparound cover or if it was. Promo art where, um,
0: oh, yeah. yeah, if
1: Eddie was here, he would go, actually, it was from <laughs> issue. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the uh, and this is kind of a museumish pose. Um, Nightwing standing, and he's got his screamer sticks, and the one in the left hand is uh, kind of being held to the side, and then he's just casually twirling the stick in his right hand, and the uh, and this is straight from the artwork the visual of him spinning that is that you see you know like it looks like kind of three different sticks crossed over you know a little snowflake mm, pattern mm. um and uh you know it's it's um it's very effective the in terms of the the sculpt obviously the uh the the style is only different because it's in color. Um, one thing that I'm noticing more with this than I did with the black and white is that he is looking quite uh, down at the ground. Um, so just having him here on the tabletop, um, like looking straight at him, it's like you're, you're kind of looking at his his forehead and his gazes and face is pointed quite towards the ground, which then is going to limit your display options in terms of where you put them on the shelf unless you would prefer your statues not to look at you. I don't know. Um, Yeah. yeah. I (laughs) always It's come alive. Yeah. (laughs) I just always find that irritating, you know, like that. um, It it just seems odd. Like I want to, I want to look at faces, not Mm. Um, So, but I, I, again, trying to take the, the, art and but i I do find it interesting though when you look at the photos of this you're getting a photo that it's it's the 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 statue looking straight on at you and so it's like you know if you have to kind of angle the photo that way then why isn't the statue that way (laughs) people the the scale up of this is really interesting in that the the musculature is really highly highly defined in in such a way that his costume must be made of cling wrap yeah um, yeah and yep. you know it's it's that kind of uh, uh you know i i know we're not dealing with real life here but you quibble with like you know just the a the how ripped he is and then how much that comes through what would be not just fabric, but kind of like, you know, highly, um, re- highly tear and cut resistant fabric, et cetera. Um, it just, it, it's just a bit of a, a stretch. And while I I didn't notice it as much in black and white, I really notice it here. The, in particularly in the, like his pecs and, um, his uh, chest, you know, he, he's, he has every muscle group um, under the sun, very well defined and so defined that it's poking basically out of his clothing. Um, so I don't yeah. think that would be actually. You, can actually.
0: you can really see the muscle striation in, well, yeah, down the centre of his pecs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. it just, A, like I don't, I don't think he would be is that ripped like, um, but be it just does that that's not how clothing works. <laughs> you know, like just is, mm, so that's mm. not how clothes works, guys. Come on. Um, so I, I noticed that more, much more here than I did in the um, black and white uh, piece. Um, one thing that I do think is an improvement over the black and white is actually the twirling a screamer stick, and the that's just simply because. Well, I guess two things. One is that what they've done here is they've actually made it out of clear plastic. And it then look like the uh and in terms of the sculpt of the right hand, I think just because of the size, they have while it is loosely stuck to it, it does really look more like he's holding it. The black and white statue, the and I think you know this obviously was a a choice in terms of how you define black and white, but it wasn't a see through piece. Um, it was it were it, they were all solid pieces, and it did make it then kind of look a, a bit more like he was holding a giant tire iron. Um, yeah, yeah. But but then also the adhesive, the adhesion to his hand was kind of visible, and so th- this is something that actually does work. Better here. I mean, talk about sculpture nightmare. Like, oh yeah, sure. He's, he's just standing there still, but yeah, he's, he's twirling a stick true. in his right hand. Amazing. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, so, yeah, it's well done. The paint's great. Um, you know, not not a lot to uh, have it. But one thing that I do like about both of these is that the flesh tones, um, the 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 white flesh tones are are painted, not just cast in, um, and that that obviously does lift the kind of sense of quality and etc. So look, I mean I, I I know I'm I'm being picky, but that's kind of what we do. Um I I think that that this is probably another eight out of ten. Um and it's probably really the sculpt that in in terms of a the the angling of the face so down, uh which when I look at the art, it's not actually looking down as much as this is, but then also just the exaggeration of the 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 musculature that uh, a defies how like clothing works, and, mm, mm. and but but B is just so exaggerated that um, I don't know, bit mm. off. But look the, again; these are both really great um, additions to um, the line, and this Nightwing statue because people go crazy for Jim Lee, I would not expect to hang around very long. So if you do decide that you want one, I would grab it now and don't play the long game on. Um, These are limited, uh, you know, they're limited to 5,000, but they still are limited editions. Um, So do, um, I think, have a, have a go at picking that up now, if you are keen, because I doubt that he will hang around. Hmm. And that, is both the end of my reviews and I believe also the end of Nights
0: episode. It is indeed. Yeah, cool, cool. That's very, very nice, Mister Scotty. And it's nice to see you know, Nightwing getting some love. Uh, you know, yes, looking at you, sideshow. Um,
1: <laughs> well, it, it's it's quite interesting because you know he doesn't statue wise. Although we've actually had a couple lately, like the new Batman family statue and the Nightwing and Batgirl statue. But he does has gets nowhere near the statue love that some of the other Bat family characters do. So that's another reason mm. why he was a, a pickup for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. Very nice indeed. Very yeah. nice indeed. Good. All right. Well, we are at that point of the show where we need to think about uh, saying goodbye, going to bed, doing all that sort of thing. But uh, just we want to let you know that you, uh, the valued listener, can contact us. So if you have any feedback or anything you want to share with us, uh, you want to ask us some questions, provide some comments. If you uh, work in the optical industry, please get in touch. Um, <laughs> You can, uh, you can find us. Send me a diagram,
1: us. guys, labelled, <laughs> Yeah. That's right. In really big print, uh, obviously.
0: Yeah. You can find us on, uh, 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 what do you call it, the Facebook. The book of as, uh, as Action Figure Blues, or, of course, you can email us at podcast at com, and, you know, we'll probably read it out. We and with be. that, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. Good night, nerds.
1: The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nate Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.
0: So is now the time where I mention that I actually have a Google Doc where I I list everything that I receive in order, so that I can look back. Uh, so I can effectively look back at the year that was and see the order that I got stuff. But whenever I review it, I actually put the episode number next to it.
1: I love you, Ben. <laughs>